And they get captured by these people who found him. And all she remembers, all she knows is she wakes up like cold, tired, thirsty, and in a dungeon. (laughs) Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. This is going to be really interesting. It will be. Because I have my son home and we're going to try to do a podcast. So... Bear with us, and if you hear any noise in the background, I apologize. That's just how it is as a mom, you know? With a four-year-old. With a four-year-old. So, <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun. But the good thing is, this is a mystery read, and Shannon, you can just sit back and relax. I can. I'm so excited. I am so nervous, actually. Because <laughs> I, yes, going through these no- I don't, okay. Going through these notes was really hard because the first time I read it, I flew through it. I had, and then I read the whole series. So I had to go back and reread this first book. And I'm like, okay, wait, what happened again? And like, and it was actually really cool because some things, obviously you learn later, but reading it from the beginning, it's like, oh, okay. Like it clicks. Yeah. So anyways, going back and reading it, I feel like I had to relearn kind of what was in it. And then I had, I took so many notes. There's probably like six or seven pages of notes. I'm not going to read all of it, but I needed it just to make sure like I'm not forgetting anything. So I might be skipping a lot of stuff. In fact, I just know that I am because there's a lot in this story I think you just got to read it, but I, I, I like the story a lot, so I'm excited to share it with you. So is there anything else going on? You know what I did? I finally ordered the scrub brush that I've been seeing all around TikTok. With the, it's an electric scrub brush for oh. showers and stuff. Oh. It's coming today, and I'm so You're excited. You're so excited. Yeah, I told, well, you told me, when I told you how hard it is for my particular shower, it's sliding glass doors, and so you can only, there's only one side entrance that you can get, but our our counter is like in the way. And so if I want to get to the other side, I have to slide the glass and there's only a narrow little way for me to get through to get to the other side of the shower. It's not well designed. It's not well designed. It's where the bath should have been. I, yeah. Yeah. It should have been flipped. That's a good point. Yes. Maybe we'll, we want to redo our bathrooms. Maybe we'll do that. But yeah. you, you brought up a point. I'm like, it's so hard. And you're like, you should just go on strike until you get the right. Cause I was telling you how I wanted these cleaning tools. Yeah. <laughs> go on strike. So I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going on strike until I get the cleaning tools I want to clean it. He's like, just buy it. Like, he's what? like, this is so unnecessary. <laughs> it was funny. I was making it really dramatic and it didn't mean to be at all. He's like, why are you even telling me this? Just buy it. <laughs> It was funny. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I bought something on TikTok shop and I had just barely woken up and I just went on TikTok and it was like one of the first live, somebody was live selling stuff and they're, they're like the three bottle sets. So it's like one big bottle, one medium, one small. Okay. But they're like Halloween design. Oh. And they're so cute. And it was like $5 and then with shipping, it was like 11 and I was like, done. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, you guys, just so you know, Shannon has the cutest Halloween decorations. I do, yeah. Like, the cutest. And it's not because she can just buy them. She will paint and craft <laughs> the cutest little Halloween decorations. So she'll paint or craft it all together. 
So you won't be able to find these cute decorations <laughs> anywhere because you make them and they're so cute. In fact, I think you should share it on, on our Instagram, like a picture of it or something like I that because it's yeah. it's so cute. And she has it like all over the house. And me over here, I have zero Halloween decorations and I feel bad because my boys want to decorate. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. But I think we'll go like to the dollar store and just get a couple of things. They have some pretty good stuff at the dollar store. Like, it's actually impressive. Just the I just need like the you know the the web stuff, the stuff that you stretch, yeah, and put it on the outside like, of the house. Big spiders and like some, they have some really cute signs and stuff. Yeah, you get those. I think you skeletons. You gave me a good idea to just decorate the little entry table of our yeah. house and just decorate that. So that'll be our dedicated like yeah. holiday <laughs> section. Yeah, I don't like to decorate. Unless it's, I have to be in the in the mood. Like I'm not one to just want to be decorating all the time. Yeah. So like our Christmas stuff, yeah, we got a lot of that stuff. I like it because I I like Christmas, and so I get excited about it and all the smells and all that fun yeah. stuff. So I'll I'll get into it then. But Halloween, I don't really care about. See that Halloween's my favorite holiday. Mm. So I have the same feeling you have for Christmas. I have for Halloween. I have the same feeling for Christmas. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, only only these two holidays. I could care less about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like Thanksgiving. I'm, I so I have fall decorations like cute little pumpkins and leaves and stuff, but that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't have Halloween stuff. I just I don't know. I'm just not into it. I don't know. Okay, so this episode's book is called The Scarlet Princess, and it's by two authors, which I do not understand how they do this. I don't understand how they write together. I don't know how anybody writes with someone else. It's yeah. It would be really cool to try at some point, but they do a great job. I don't know how they do it, but they do a great job. Yeah. Can you say the names that's listed on there? So it's Robin D. Mall, M-A-H-L-E. Okay. And L. Madison. Awesome. Okay, so these two so authors. Both girls, I think. Yes, they are. These two authors, I love this whole series so much. I went and I'm in their Facebook group now. (laughs) And they have so many books. So many books. In fact, I will say The Scarlet Princess, this series, the Lachlan, I think the Lachlan Treaty is a whole different series that happens before this series. Mm. You don't need to read it before you read this. I was, got along just fine. I can kind of assume what was it the first one was about, but... I just, I just love it. And first off, okay, I have my little sheet right here that we're going to fill out every single time to kind of give you the rundown of what this whole story is about. So the genre is fantasy, tropes, enemies to lovers, (laughs) my favorite, language, there is language in here. So I gave it a 3.5 because there is some language in here. Cheesiness, I only gave it two out of five. It took me a little while to get to like her. And then as I kept going with the series, I was like, oh, I get her now. I felt like I got her a little bit better. I mean, there are some funny moments, but because of I struggled with that a little bit, I I felt a little cheesy, but it's great. It's great. I, again, I I like, I love it so much, but anyways, that's why I gave it that. And then spiciness. So here's the thing. This first book, it's very, 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 very clean, squeaky clean. Okay. But later on in the, in the, series I don't want to give too much away but they do get together like romantically intimately but it's very it's very vague so it is very clean but they do get together they sleep together so it's I don't if it's your own discretion yeah right and so I but because of that and it happens quite a bit but again very clean it's not detailed or or graphic in any way no I mean you know I mean it's somewhat but it's it's vague and there's not I don't know how it looks right but there's not details so it's not like 
No, I get what just kind of abstract. It's, <laughs> yes, thank you. It's abstract, but but you know it's happening and it happens yeah. quite frequently later on. So because of that, personally, I said 18 for age. Some people, that doesn't bother them, so they could say a lower age, but for me, I, I say 18. Trigger warnings, there's a lot of alcohol. In fact, the first line, oh my gosh, the first line, I got to go back to it. The first sentence of the prologue says, death was a hefty price to pay for vodka. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let me tell you. Oh, this just got, that just got me so excited to do this. Okay. So anyway, so there's a ton of alcohol. If you don't want to read that, don't read this. There's a lot of violence, fighting with swords and stuff like that. It's like a fantasy. It's fantasy. Okay. There is not, it's, I said kidnapping on here, but it's actually not really kidnapping. It's like being restrained kind of, but it's not, she's, she's held captive, I guess. So I don't know. If that's so kidnapping. Ki- okay. All right. <laughs> If it's against her will, it's, it's not. It, but it's well. I mean, okay. I I'm just gonna we're gonna s- say that tentatively. <laughs> yes. Then you can decide later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. You can buy this on Ku, which is fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, authors, for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a single point of view. Okay. So let's go to the back of the book so we can see. Get that it. was so handy. It was so handy. I'm glad we have. We that. have wow, the what do we call it? Our, our review sheet. Our I review sheet. I love it. And it was so. I want to go through those quickly so it's not annoying. But anyways, don't forget anything. Yeah. And yes. All right, so here's the synopsis. A reckless princess in enemy kingdom, a mistake that could cost her everything. As princess of Lachlan, Rowan has always known her place in the world and exactly who she is. That is, until a series of missteps lands her in the hands of her enemies. Now she's an outsider, being forced to reconsider everything she thought she knew. She wasn't expecting to see the Sokarians as human, let alone see them as dot 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 sexy. <laughs> but when her relationship with her captor takes an unexpected captor, okay, takes an unexpected turn, she must figure out if centuries of animosity between their two lands is more than they can overcome, or if the Sokarians might be able to ex- accept her as their own. If she's not careful, her choices very well could bring war to the people she's sworn to protect. All right, so I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. We start at the beginning. Rowan and Davin. Davin. Rowan and Davin are going into... The, there's a map at the beginning of the book. There's She's from the Lachlan realm. And then there's a huge mountain range going between them. And then on the other side is the Socare Socare clan. Socarians is the people. Socare is the name of the place. So Socare has all these different clans okay and i'm going to go into that in just a minute so there's that mountain range between them and they were in the tunnels that connect between the two like sections of people so anyways rowan and davin were trying to smuggle six bottles of vodka back home and so they left their land to go trade with the other people because their vodka is better and bring it back but while they're coming back the tunnels collapsed and so they couldn't get back through and so they were like they started to starve they're getting really hungry and delirious and have no water so they were drinking vodka (laughs) so they're so delirious and they get captured by these people who found them and all she remembers all she knows is she wakes up like cold tired thirsty and in a dungeon. <laughs> and she's separated from Davin. Now, Davin is her cousin. Okay. So they're related. And he's hilarious. Their relationship is so funny. And let me tell you a little bit about Rowan. She is five feet tall. She has red hair. She And it's curly red hair. She's a fighter. So she's been trained to fight by her father, who is the lord of the Lachlan area. So he's like the king there. And she has like bright spring green colored eyes. 
uh, day. So she wakes, she comes to, and she's like, oh my gosh, we're in a dungeon, what's going on, Sakarian dungeon, and a man comes forward, a very broad man comes to them, and he has blonde hair, and he has greenish hazel eyes, and through their conversation, she learns that this is Lord Theodore. At first, she didn't know who he was when he talks with them. And he's going to leave them. And they're like, whoa, 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 hang on. You don't know who I am. I'm actually the princess of the Lachlan realm, second in line to the throne. And so he takes that information, leaves, and then comes back. And that's when she learns that he's Lord Theodore. He's the brother of Lord Eero, who is the Duke of the Clan Elk. Okay, I know that's a lot of information. <laughs> the Duke of the Clan Elk? <laughs> So I just went. <laughs> so so care. This land has nine different clans. They are in Clan Elk. That's okay. where the tunnel entrance is, and that's where they were found in this mountain range. From this mountain range, they're different than the Socares. Or they the are Socare has nine clans. Okay, it is the Socare. It is the Socare. I understand. Okay, so 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 he's the brother. The man talking to her is the brother of the Duke, who's in charge of the clan. Okay, so he's okay. Lord Theodore. So, Oh, okay, okay, I understand. Okay, so... The Duke and the Lord. Korhanan, I think, is their last name or something like that. So, all right, so he's talking with them, and they're like, why are you keeping us captive? Like, we were just, we're lost. We couldn't get through. The tunnels collapsed. And he's like, well, you caught, we caught you smuggling uh, vodka. And they're like, we bought it. We didn't steal it. We literally bought it and we're going back. And they're like, well, why are you buying vodka? What are you up to? And they're like, we just wanted really good vodka. And yeah. they don't trust them because they ha- they're enemies. Like yeah. the Lachlan realm and the people of Socare are kind of enemies. And there's a history there we're going to learn a little bit more about. And so they're like, well, here in Socare, the punishment for smuggling is death. And so they're like, what? <laughs> and so that's why that first sentence is so funny. So she knows she has a little bit of sway because she's a princess. And that could cause some problems, right? Like if they just right out killed her. Right, exactly. Even though, according to their laws, that's the penalty is yeah. death. And she didn't know about this law. Oh, also in this conversation, Lord Theodore doesn't know, doesn't believe them saying that the tunnel has collapsed. They're like, that tunnel has been there for years and it's withstood many different storms. And they're like, yeah, well, the storm came and it collapsed. And they're like, what are you talking? They don't believe her, okay? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, why else would we be, like, why else would we be here, you right, know? Right, yeah. So anyways, she's telling Davin that she's she's sensing the weather. She has, she's a fae, but not a lot of people know that. And she can sense weather and what kind of weather storms are coming and things like that. So she's telling him that the weather's going to be a little bit warmer tonight. So if they're stuck in the, d- the dungeons, they'll sleep okay and like whatever. So they're talking about that. But that's just some information to learn about her. So several hours later, Lord Theodore returns and brings them to his brother, the Duke. And he's very pompous, okay? He's a very pompous guy. And... In these interactions, she's starting to suspect that they have very backwards kind of hierarchy. So they, women aren't really allowed to speak or say anything that's on their mind. And she's very opposite of that. She's very outspoken, very blunt, very frivolous in her like thinking everything's kind of funny and stuff like that. And she does, getting caught in this, in this big old problem, she's reflecting on something that her, her father has said to her which is and he says it to her a lot is you can't last five minutes without doing something stupid and so she's kind of kicking herself a little bit because she's always getting in trouble and she's always just putting herself in risky situations and so she's like man he's right you know here i am anyways so she's talking with the duke 
she says, as I was saying, we weren't smuggling to resell for profit. It was only a bit of vodka. And then the Duke cuts in and says, only, only a breach in the laws of your kingdom and mine. Laws I can hardly believe you are unaware of. If you are who you claim to be, as it was your father who banned trade between us to begin with. So she was like technically trading, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's a big problem. And, oh wow okay do you see all the like yeah, the problems so she's that are... being dumb <laughs> she's like well can't we she's like well i didn't know can you just like send me back like can i just go back i didn't know we didn't do anything we paid for this outright and she's like you can even keep the vodka i'll go just go back and they're like well if you say the tunnels are blocked then the tunnels are blocked and the only other way the pass to get back through to that side is closed off for six months because of the season oh for six months. So she's pretty much trapped oh, there. Wow. <laughs> so Davin, her cousin, is like, he's really, he's a good smooth talker. And he's really good with the ladies. Like, that's a big thing throughout the story is he's always with some other girl mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole time. I love it. It's hilarious. But anyways, he's trying to save the return and get them back. And so he says, could we not reside here for the time being as foreign dignitaries and again generous compensation will be arranged upon our safe return so he's saying like if we if you know we could this could help you out you can help us us out yeah you know and then the duke said if it were up to me alone i could be persuaded in that direction i have no desire to, to to incite a war but you have broken Sosarian law. Perhaps your own country would look the other way at your dishonorable behavior. But here we do not frivolously thwart our principles. And so what they're learning is in order to kind of come up with a solution for this, they're not sure what to do because it, it could incite a war. And they kind of had a history. And I think this is in the first series um, of a war. They have to go to meet with all of the clans at a summit. So now they have to travel to go to this big summit mm-hmm. where all the clans are going to come together and figure out what to do. Okay. Um, Great. I know. I know. So between them trying to, the Duke has to go then. He's like, well, I got to go and like try to reach out to all the different clans. We'll continue this conversation at dinner. So during this time, Lord Theodore takes them to their rooms, not the dungeons, because he says that she's royalty. So they're going to treat her right. So she gets to go to her fancy rooms and Lord Theodore mentions, he's like, you don't act like a princess at all because of the way she behaves, the things that she says. And he's like, you're just not acting like a princess. And he says, do you take nothing seriously? And that's kind of a theme throughout the book and something that she struggles with almost. Like she just can't help it. But then also she sees the, the problems that come because of it. And it's kind of an interesting theme. So before he leaves her in her rooms, he asks her, like, why were you, why were you taking vodka? Six bottles. So he says, before he leaves her in the rooms, he's like, why were you smuggling six bottles? Who is this? Lord Theodore. Okay. Before he he drops her off and before yeah. he leaves her, he's like, why were you taking six bottles of vodka? And she says, it's my sister's favorite drink. So we learn that her sister, who's older than her, she's next in line of the throne, was married to this guy named Mac. She was madly in love with him and he died. So they've been married for a year and she's like really depressed. So in an attempt to make her sister feel better and they've all been struggling because she also looked at Mac as an older brother. So their whole family's really mourning this whole thing. But she wanted to make her sister feel better. So she went to get the good stuff for her sister. So that's kind of a backstory there. So another thing is uh, the maid comes in to help her get dressed into their clothes, which is very, she's like, of course, it's going to be very restricting. Like we're objects instead of like people can't really move and it's uncomfortable. And like, she's noticing all these things, but the maid comes in to help her get dressed. And they, in, (laughs) in this land, everyone thinks that anyone with red hair is cursed. 
And so they they bring, bring bad luck. And so they're very superstitious of this. And so everybody is always looking at her and like, you know, gasping because they're like, oh, no, stay away from that's me because so of funny. her red hair. And she rolls her eyes at it. Yeah. So that's kind of a, another thing that happens throughout this, too. So she's in her puffy little dress, not fighting clothes. And they took her sword and everything. And she said women are seen as ornamental. She sneaks out and she goes into the quiet halls to kind of look at everything, just to kind of explore. Lord Theodore finds her there and kind of gives her a little bit of history about the clans and she says that's why there's clans now and he says there were always clans they simply used to be united under a king now all we do is sit around fighting each other for the right to a throne that the villagers believed is cursed anyways Mm. so they used to be all united and one person would kind of rule all all over them but now it's kind of situated where each duke of the clans rule but they have to be careful with how they tread between the different clans so they have alliances and things like that just to like to get along and to work within their whole society. At dinner time, we see Eero's wife, and her name is Inessa, and she doesn't speak, like, at all. Eero's is the duke. Eero is the duke, the, the older brother, okay. and his wife is Inessa. She doesn't talk at all, and so, she, and so anytime she talks out, Inessa, like, <gasps> gasps because it's not the way things are done, okay? So women are, again, it's only supposed to be seen, not heard. So Eero is kind of explaining the summit. So she's like, well this is fine. I'll go to the summit thing and I'll plead my case and I'll tell them. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. You're not allowed to speak. Of course. So she's like, what? And he goes, yeah, we're all going to debate pretty much your, your future. (laughs) He says, you won't be speaking to the summit. It's only because of your station and your unfamiliarity with our ways that you have been permitted to speak in your, your case here at this table. So she's like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And so she comes up with this thing and says, okay, well my guard Davin is just a lowly guard surely under your reign he'd be able to be permitted to stay here and you can control him right like he he shouldn't have to go to the summit with me he's just a guard and he's not but she's trying to like try to protect him and he's like no like rowan no and she goes no i am i rank higher than you and he's like what she's never done that before but she's like trying to protect him so what they they plan to do is davin's gonna stay and she says please keep him safe while we go do the summit thing, so that way, if she does die, he won't be he won't have to face those consequences because he's just the guard. Yeah. And so before they leave, she's like, "Please, like, if anything happens, tell my family I love them." And you know, he's like, "No, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna be fine." So he's left there in the clan of Elk at their oh, estate no. while they leave to go to the summit. Gee. Later on that night, Lord Theodore gives her back some of her things, and she's like, "Where's my sword?" And he says, "You don't need your sword." We protect our women and so care. Like, you don't need a weapon. You don't need to know how to fight and do anything. That's, that's what we do. And he kind of says it in a condescending way, like, you guys are doing it backwards in your land. Yeah. Okay. Davin comes in later to her room to try to convince her to let him to go with her because he's like, I'm here. It's my fault as equally as much as it is yours. Like, I agree to go with you. And she goes, well, it was my idea. And so they're arguing back and forth. He's like, why don't we just try to run away? She goes, oh, yeah, because my hair won't draw enough attention and, like, and we can't get through the past, you know. So they're they're kind of literally stuck. So she's like, let me just do this. Stay here, you know. The next morning at breakfast, Eero mentions that he got all the messages back from the other clans about the summit. So they'll all be there. They're like, okay, yes, we'll be there. And Clan Bear 
only replied and says, thanks, but then didn't confirm anything else. So we're going to learn more a little bit about Clan Barrows. <laughs> and later she hears the Duke call Lord Theodore Theo. So Rowan's like, oh, Theo. And he goes, Lord Theodore is fine. And she goes, okay, Lord Theo it is. <laughs> so she's, it just kind of gives you a little bit of her personality, how she just yeah. kind of does her own thing. Lord Theo has to keep up with them. So I'm going to call him Theo, Theo from this point out because in the book he calls him Lord Theo or just Theo. Theo has to keep them entertained while the Duke is arranging the convoy for them to, tr- to leave. And Theo teaches, teaches Davin and Rowan a game and asks them during this game if they are promised. And she goes, ew, what? Together? Ew, no, just ew. Because <laughs> she doesn't want to say that they're cousins, but she's like, yeah, yeah. no. And she goes, I don't know how they do it here, even if they were cousins or not, but like, that, no, no. <laughs> and then she goes, no. And then also, I'm also not promised to anybody. So also, this leads into the conversation about betrothals and her family history and so their family doesn't have a good history with betrothal betrothals and she has a memory that comes back in her mind of her mom arguing with her before she left to go get the vodka and her mom was talking to her she wants her to have a love match but if she doesn't choose the council will choose for her like who to marry and she's like well it doesn't matter just pick someone who's good for our people and we'll go whatever and we get an an insight into her mind that she doesn't want to love someone because what if she ends up like her sister Mm. where something happens and then she'll be depressed and heartbroken so i know so she does she really she kind of doesn't want one and she doesn't really care about it she goes i'll just marry whoever i just you know i don't want to have this so this comes up a little bit she doesn't want the kind of love that you go to war for the kind of love that can break you yeah so the next morning they leave for the summit and that's when she tells davin like tell my family i love them Okay, thank you. Oh, give me that marker. That is permanent marker, which means it's probably on the floor somewhere. Great. Okay. So in the carriage ride with Iro, it's with the Duke, Iro, his wife, and Theo. She learns about these allies, or some of them are allies with them, but some of the other clans still have fresh memories of the war between Lachlan and them. So they might not cooperate, and it might not benefit her in this summit, like yeah, with the outcome. Just trying to punish them. Yes. So he says Lynx and Ram, which are two different names of the clans, okay. are neutral. Okay. But Bear will be difficult because Bear is is the largest clan allied with Crane and Wolf and have been in talks with Bison as well. They are the biggest threat. Wow. Duke Alexander, who's the Duke of Bear, has a Lachlan bride from before the war, though. Mm. And Rowan didn't know about that. Okay. Rowan joins the conversation but is scolded for not remaining silent as expected. And she needs to learn the Sokarian ways before the summit. And in this conversation, the Duke is like, Theo, you are now responsible for her behavior. Better keep her in check. And so they stop their carriage. And she's like, well, why are we stopping right now? And he goes, well, we got to get settled before the night because the unclanned are dangerous. Oh, great. I know. So the unclanned <laughs> are people who have broken those clan- different clans' laws. And are kicked out, which is worse than death because it's very dishonorable. Okay. So anyway, so they're very dangerous. So out of the, they're out of the carriage and he takes her hand and puts it in his arm. And she puts both hands around his bicep and squeezes. And she says, you take your training seriously. And he blushes like, oh, I can't say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they walk and he's very, he's very muscular. And mm-hmm. that's mentioned in here. But as they walk through the village, it's like kind of falling apart and she, the people look like they're starved. And she asks, like, what happened? And he says, they depended on trade. And her father cut that off. 
So anyway, she's seeing kind of the effects of all of that. Lachlan was their main trading supply of food and their trade routes, but that was cut off from the war. So they have to cover her hair with a hat because people are like reacting to her, you know, and they don't really want people to know who she is right now. Might cause some problems. Right. So she's eating from a bakery and Theo is watching her and she kind of catches him staring at her and he says, you're very expressive. (laughs) And that's, again, not something that's expected of Socarian women. Okay, we're getting to really fun stuff that I really like. So... (laughs) So she has a hat on, they're trying to cover all the stuff, and she gets a few strays, and so he, Theo starts tucking in her hair, like, back behind her ears, like, tucking in, they're getting really close, and she's making eyes at him, and she has to remind herself, oh, he's the enemy. Like, okay, I can't be attracted to him, because he's my, literally my enemy right Right, now, like, he's leading me to my death, probably. So... She has to remind herself of that. So they go and they get to go to a barn kind of place. One of the family leaves so that they can stay there. And she goes, oh, yeah, you guys rent their place from them. So we stay here. My family does this all the time when we travel. And he's like, no, it's an honor to let us stay here. So they're not, they don't pay them or anything like that. So that's rude. But they get there and there's only one room for them to share. (laughs) Of course, the one bed trope. Yep. It is hardcore in this. Let me tell you. Because it happens not just once. It happens a couple times. So they're in one room. Because what it comes down to is you're a criminal criminal, and we can't trust you to be alone. Mm-hmm. So Leo's going to stay with you. So anyway, so she's in her stupid stuffy dress and she can't get it off. And she asks for her maid and they didn't, well, they didn't bring the maid. So she asks for help. And so... She, anyway, she doesn't get the help she needs, so she has to ask Theo to help her with her dress. Wow. So he has to untie it, and it's really awkward. She's talking with him, um, and she's like, have you been to a summit before? He says, once they're on Uncommon, and she says, your brother said there were two other things that called for a summit. What else could possibly concern all of you, aside from neighboring royal- royalty illegally purchasing overpriced liquor? And he says, not much. Threats to to the entire country, which really only come from your people. If the safety of any of the clan wives is violated, and if there's a blood debt owed between one clan and another. So those are some of the reasons why a summit might be called for. And a summit actually lasts for eight days. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so they move on. They're still traveling. She senses another storm is coming. Because remember, she has that power to be able to sense a storm. So she has a storm, and she's trying to warn them without giving it away that she has that power. And so she comes up with a thing that says, I stubbed my toe once and now I call it my weather toe. Like I can sense the weather. It's ridiculous. And they don't believe her. Of course. And, but anyways, a really, really bad storm comes and they have to try to get into shelter as quickly as possible. And so the rest of the group kind of gets into safety and Theo has to like help her get out of the carriage. It's like crazy windy and they get to like a shelter, like an underground bunker kind of thing. And the door slams shut and the, the storm is still happening. So they're underground and alone and it's dark, but he, they find a, a lantern and light it and he pretty much saved her. And he's, and they lost a guard in all of this. Jeez. And he's, he's upset. Cause he's like, I wish I could have, I would have believed you. But you say crazy stuff all the time. I never know what to take seriously. Mm. So, and that's pretty much something that everyone has told her in one way or another. Her whole family, everybody kind of says this. So she kind of has a lot to learn. And he's frustrated because she could have died. And he admits that, like, she's different. And he finds her really intriguing while they're, like, in this dark thing together. And as they're conversing, they open up about their families. And she learns that Eero, the Duke, was 16 and Theo was only four 
and their parents died. And so... That's a big age gap. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So Iro pretty much took him and raised him. So he kind of looks at his brother as kind of like a father figure almost. okay. And um, he... Iro took him under his wing and he could have just pushed him off to have, you know, the servants and everybody raise him. But he, like, took him under his wing and raised him really himself. And so he has a special place for Iro in his heart because of that. So the storm continues on outside and they're trying to sleep and it's freezing and so she's like, why don't you put your cloak on the ground and we'll take my dress and use it as a blanket and we'll get together to, for heat, of course. Mm. So he's against it at first. And she's like, don't tell me you haven't done this with your men. Like when you guys are fighting or whatever, like we need body heat. It's right. freezing. So he finally reluctantly agrees to do it. So he helps her take her dress off. It's like an uncomfortable thing. And they get together and they're like snuggling for warmth. So they finally sleep. The next morning he's awake and he's like thumbing circles on her back. And she looks up at him and they have their first kiss. And so they're having the the makeout session. And then the guards open the door and they (laughs) see them making out. And so he tells them, oh, I forgot to mention this. They have like a Socarian language. And so he talks to them in Socarian, but he talks to her in the common tongue is what they call it. And so the common language, they are able to understand it. And everybody understands that language. But in the Socarian one, there's a whole bunch of different dialects. And so it's sometimes harder to communicate that way. So anyways, sometimes they speak in Socarian. So he tells them to leave. And so now it's awkward because then they get, they get out and Euro um, makes a comment about it. And she's just trying to be proper and stuff and it's just kind of a whole awkward thing so they continue to travel to another village theo is now standoffish because he's kind of like regretting that he kissed her but they have to share a room again of course (laughs) and everybody knows they were improper so they're just trying to awkward yeah and he tells her it's kind of cute because he tells her what happened this morning can't happen again and then he steps towards her and kisses her again And they start making out again. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Big <laughs> signals here. But then they fall asleep, and he's on the floor, and she's in the bed. Wait. Where is this? This is at, at, at like, an inn somewhere oh, else. okay. I understand. So they kiss again, and then he then he falls asleep, and she stays on the bed. On their way the next day, they get attacked by the unclanned. Oh, no. And the duke gets out, and he's like, Theo, stay here. And he goes, no, 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 let me come. He goes, no, stay here. So Eero, the duke, gets out, and he fights. And then it's getting worse. Like, they're they're having a hard time kind of keeping them off. So Theo gets out and he's like, you two stay in here. And he goes out and he fights. And she's watching. She has been trained to fight. Right. And she's she, a fighter. She's a fighter. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, I need to help. They're getting kind of closer. And so one of the soldiers falls down and she goes out, takes his sword. Oh, she doesn't have a sword. So she takes his sword and she starts fighting. And she ends up saving Anessa, oh. the wife. So then Theo, after it's all done, Theo... throws her sword aside and he's like what were you doing and she's like you were outnumbered and he says i almost lost you and then he kisses her in front of the guards so so then they have to hurry they get on a horse and they have to hurry and rush to get to the summit because there might be more unclanned in that area and they leave the carriage and all their belongings behind and they just jump on a horse and they go so they share the horse but there's really not much that says about that and so he says when we reach the summit the other clans won't like us having a relationship so we cannot act like anything okay and so they'll need to be careful and he says he also tells her i won't let them vote against you i'll protect you all right so when they get to the summit there's a whole bunch of tents and she says it reminds her of a festival and that night Anessa's helping her change and Anessa tells her that she won't forget that she saved her life and Iro won't forget either and he'll fight for you against all the other clans and he does he also doesn't want to start a war with Lachlan. 
Mila is another woman who comes. She's the daughter of the Lynx clan. And the Lynx clan are neutral. And so she comes in and she has a whole bunch of dresses and she loans them to Rowan. And she's grateful because they're not as like tight and like covering as the ones she's been wearing from the clan of Elk. She's it's more freeing and mm. a little bit, I guess, a little bit more scandalous compared to the clan of Elk a little bit. And she's grateful for that because she's like, okay, finally something like realistic, not as crazy, fluffy and gross. <laughs> and there's a rule when you're at the summit between all the clans is there can be no blood drawn or else it'll be instant death. Okay, so no blood drawn at the summit because all the clans are together. They don't want war or anything like that. They're trying to make it peaceful. So even the guards, everybody's there that came with them to travel to this thing. Nobody can draw blood. Mm -hmm. As they're walking, there's a brawl that's happening and Theo perks up and he wants to go to this brawl because they test like, you know, different clans are like testing their strength against other people. And so he wants to go and she's like... Well, you obviously go. He's like, no, no, no. I need to be with you. I need to protect you. She goes, no, listen, I'll just, I need a nap anyways. I'll go to the tent and you go. So she goes to the tent. He goes and she sneaks out. Of course. And he's the one fighting. And of course he's shirtless. (laughs) And she loves watching Uh all of this happen. And while she's watching this fight happen, there's a man that comes kind of next to her. And he says, I bet on the other guy, the other brawler who's fighting, I bet he'll win. She goes, yeah, right. Like, Theo's totally going to win. And when she turns to look at him after Theo wins, she turns to look at him with a smirk. And he's wearing, like, black on black, like, stitching and everything. And he has, like, gray eyes. And he says, who are you? And she can tell that he's not much older than her. And then Theo comes up out of nowhere, puts his arm around her waist and pulls her closer. And he's not supposed to touch her, right? Like, you can't show that there's something there. But he's, like, trying to protect her. He's trying to protect... Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, that's hilarious. That was so funny. Okay, so this is a good part. Okay. This is a fun part. So Theo comes up to her, he puts his arm around her, brings her to his side, and they're not supposed to show any intimacy or relationship or anything, whatever. But he pulls her up to his side and he says, Lord Evander, did you need something? And Eero mentioned Evander from Bear, and he says that he is worse worse than his father. Oh, it's the bad clan. Oh, sh- yes. <laughs> So he's, he's, Alexander is the Duke of Bear, and this is Lord Evander, who's his son from <laughs> the Bear Clan. Is he all dark and handsome? Of course. <laughs> of course. All dark and handsome? See, uh, that's, see, that I knew, because she mentioned he's, like, blonde or something. I'm like, I always like them, like, dark-haired and crap. Yeah. I like him dark-haired. There but. it is. There it is. Anyway, so he says, Lord Evander, did you need something? And he said, I asked you who you were. And she says, ah, but you didn't ask nicely. And so he kind of like his eyes like kind of open a little bit, widen a little bit because like she's a woman and she's talking back and he's like, okay, what, who, what, (laughs) who is this person, you know? So anyways, Theo steers them away and he says, you're supposed to be napping. So they have this like argument and she, and he's like, you're going to get yourself killed. But anyways, he leaves and then he comes back and later that day, he gives her a, a friendship bracelet and it's funny she laughs because it's kind of like she mentioned at the beginning when she was all chained up about how that was like a bracelet their friendship bracelet or something like that she makes a joke about it it's not relevant but anyways he gives her a, a bracelet and there's a lotus flower on it and he says this made me think of you because it's a rare complex 
and difficult to keep alive. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. So anyways, they're finally getting, this is the next day. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of stuff, guys. But it's okay. There's a, they finally go to the actual part of the summit where they meet, to, all the clans meet together, and it's a black tent in the middle of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So they remind her, do not talk unless you are spoken to. Like, don't say anything. <laughs> so she walks in. And all of all of the men's faces are very stoic. And the last person she sees is Lord Evander. He's in there. And he's looking at her, like, smirking. And then looking at her with disdain. Great, because he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the conversation they're having, the Dukes don't believe that she's really from Lachlan. And so Eero's like, okay, I can prove it to you. So he brings in Ju- Juho. I don't know how to say it, but it's J-U-H-O. <laughs> okay. And she's like, <gasps> when she sees him, because he worked at her stables as a stable boy, and he was under the name of D-O-N-A, Donal. Okay. So he pretty much was a spy, and she kissed him. <laughs> and she's like, oh, traitor, when she sees him, and he, like, smiles. And so they kind of had, hilarious. they had, like, a summer fling. It was last summer, oh and gosh. he was there as a, but he can confirm that she is the princess <laughs> because of all of this. So she's so embarrassed. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, so anyways, the conversation keeps happening. They're arguing, and they're all talking in Socarian. And except for Evander, he's silent, and he's just staring at her. And so she looks away because she can't take his stares too much. She can't look at him. So she looks away. Later that night, Mila finds out who she, she who she is. Because before, she couldn't really say who she is or mention anything like that until the summit started. And so now they know she's the princess. And she's from Lachlan, obviously. And she's here because she is in trouble. So Mila finds out. And she also, and everybody also knows, because the whole reason they're there is because of her. So the rumors spread like wildfire. And she, they find out that she also had that stable boy that she kissed the spy. So that's also part of the rumor that's going on. Oh my gosh. So Mila knows about this and she's super cool. They get along really well. And she finds out that every single night they have a dance. It's part of the tradition that they have a dance. She doesn't want to oh, go. Like for the summit. For the summit. I so thought you meant like just the clan tradition. Every single night they have to have a Oh, dance. no, no, no. Like, oh. <laughs> no. So the summit, okay. at the summit, they have a dance. Cute. And so she's forced to go. She doesn't want to go. She's like, I don't want to go see these people. Like, yeah. But she has to go and she's wearing the dress that Mila is lending her. Okay. And so they go and they're like, yeah. And the Duke, Eero, tells Theo, don't show her any favoritism. So she's like, great. Okay. So they go and she dances with all of the Dukes in one way or the another. And I, and every, it's funny because some of the conversations, it's either they, they want to marry her to make an alliance uh, or they want to kill her because uh, of what the war has brought upon their families. So she's like the yeah. whiplash of all these emotions. And she's <laughs> like, okay. And then Evander offers his hand and she complains about another man wanting to feel, feel out the Lachlan princess. And he says, that is the furthest thing from my mind. And he accuses her of scheming with Lord Eero. And he's like, this is some sort of ploy. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't trust Lord Eero. And he feels like there's a whole other plan with this whole summit thing and this girl, who's a princess of a big, powerful yeah, like realm. You just happen to have Uh huh. Exactly. So he's like, what's going on? So he's very skeptical. Like, little do you know, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little do you know, it was for vodka. Like... <laughs> And so he accuses her of that, of scheming, and she says, why would I put my fate in the hands of men who won't even let me speak on my own behalf? Crazy. And so they're, she's like mad at him, so she ends up healing him with her heel on his foot, and he 
he barely flinches at that, but she's like so mad at him. And then Theo cuts in and Evander leaves. So later that night, Mila's like, hey, let's go do a sauna. It was a big part, but I felt like it wasn't really necessary. But they go to the sauna. Mila's talking with her. And we do learn that like, this is normal. She's never done a sauna before, but she's in the sauna with all these other women and they're all completely naked and she's like kind of uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But Mila's like, oh, this is, you should, uh, some other clans, they do it men and women and everybody's completely naked and oh. it's totally fine. And she's like, oh, what? She goes, what about your guard? And she's like, it's not something that he hasn't seen before. Like, it's fine. Yeah. So they pr- view that as very different. Yeah, she's it's kind like, of like America versus Europe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, good relation that you're showing on there. <laughs> drawing on there. That was great. Anyways. Okay, they're at another dance and she's with Mila. And she brought her another dress. Mila's talking about how she's going to have to marry soon. She's talking about her options. There's only a few options that she has. And she's like, I don't want to marry into Bear because she hears that they're very violent and they're violent barbarians. And she says, Evander, don't let that pretty face fool you. He's the worst one. And then she finds out, too, that Theo has been in talks with a marriage alliance with the Ram clan. And she didn't know that. And he's been dancing with that girl... And Rowan is jealous because she's just learning all of this. Evander interrupts her and Mila talking and asks her for a dance. And during their conversation while they're dancing, dancing, she says he's a murderer of his people. And he says there's certain things that he has to do in order to maintain order. And he accuses her then of a life of privilege that she's had to invent drama to entertain herself. And he's like, it's different for you than it is for me. There's certain things I've had to do, you know, for the sake of our clan. And you're just a princess. She's, he's like saying pretty much she's a spoiled princess. And then Theo dances with her to cut in. cut in. She asks him, were you promised to someone else before I came here? And he says, you mean Galena? We had discussed the possibility of negotiating an alliance. And she says, through marriage? And he says, yes, but... And she goes, why didn't you tell me? And he says, because nothing was official and still isn't. And then I met you. And then she says, Theo, I can't be that girl. I can't have you string her along because of whatever this is between us. And you know this can't last. And he says, no, I don't know that. But it also isn't like that with Galena. It's only been talks of a possible arrangement. Nothing set in stone. She knows that. And she says, I don't know that she does because the girl's staring daggers at her. (laughs) So anyway, so he kind of tells her how he feels about her and how he doesn't really want that marriage alliance. Yeah, so that's kind of where it's left at. So another day of some uh, debating is happening. And then after that's over, there's another brawl. And she sees that Theo gets excited. He wants to go to the brawl. And so she's like, okay, I will, how about this? I'll let you go, but I'm going to hang back. I won't be so close like last time. And so they agree. So he goes and he fights. And she's like up on a hill, like watching from a distance. And she's like just in her mind talking about how he's a great fighter. And she likes watching him, of course, because his shirt is off Mm -hmm. and everything. And then Evander comes up next to her. And says, my money's on Eagle. And the the guy that he's fighting has like an Eagle tattoo on his back. And so he's like, my money's on Eagle. Theo is already being worn down. And she explains Theo's tactics. She goes, no, he's not being worn down. This is what he's trying to do. Like he's trying to do this so that he can win the fight. And she's like kind of explaining his strategy. And Evander's watching her like kind of analyzing her thought process. And like she kind of knows how to fight. And he's kind of just observing this. And then, let me see if I can read this. So Theo's fighting and she's uh, appreciating him fighting and likes watching him without his shirt on. And then Evander shows up and sits next to her and he says, my money's on Eagle. Our Lord Theodore is already being worn down. And she says, hardly. He says, care to wager? And she goes, you know, I have nothing here that's mine. And he says, I'm sure I'll think of something. 
And then she she looks at him. Ew, no, thank you. <laughs> and he says, why do you always assume I want that from you? I think I'll add conceited to your list of ad- admirable qualities. And he, he and continues, he says, in any case, I was thinking more along the lines of answering a question. And she says, still no. And he says, so you were just being loyal before then. You don't actually believe Elk is going to win this one? She, has, she says, of course I do. See, Theodore is baiting him. Eagle is flagging and Lord Theodore is allowing him to tire himself out on the offensive. He's just biding his time. Mm-hmm. And then Evander looks at her and he says, then what do you have to lose? Like, if you think right. he's going to win, what do you have to lose? Why not wager with me? And so she goes, fine, two gold pieces for one question. And he says, that's an expensive question. She says, I have expensive taste. And then he says, I suppose you already know what's going to happen next. And she says, not blow by blow, obviously, but any idiot can see that Lord Theodore is going to switch it up and faint to the left before delivering the winning blow. And then he says, oh, wow. He gives her the gold coins and he says, I see we're right. Because, okay, did I say that he won? Did I not say that? Okay, no. so <laughs> that was just in my mind. I was reading it. So <laughs> so Theo wins. The ra- the crowd is, like, cheering for him. She's so excited. And she's all, like, hottie towards Smug. Evander. Yes, Mug. And then he says, I see you're right. And he takes out his coins and gives it to her. And then the host, the announcer guy comes up and he's like, all right, now Elk will face off against Bear. Oh, <laughs> and he says looks like i'm up next <laughs> he goes oh and thanks for the tips they should come in handy oh my god <laughs> and so she's like freaking out <laughs> so then he goes and she's watching them fight okay and she's furious oh because this gosh. guy that is hilarious i know right <laughs> it's so good <laughs> so then they go to fight and she's watching evander fight and she's like wow I can't even deny it. He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So Evander's fighting and he has um, a sword and all stuff. She's kind of doing a play, 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 watching it. It's like so anxious. Like, oh, no, no. And she's like, man, Theo's getting tired. Evander wins. I knew it. <laughs> so then Theo takes her back to the tent. And she, once they get there, she's like, he tricked me. She's so frustrated. And he's like, that's what he always does, Rowan. That's just who he is. And she says, it's still my fault. You lost. If I hadn't. And he says, it wasn't your fault. Evander just likes to get under people's skin. I'm sure he already had his fighting strategy in mind. He just wanted to make you feel bad by making you think you had contributed. So she feels bad that she she's the reason. She feels like she's the reason that Theo lost the fight. And he kisses her to kind of calm her down. And he asks her, what do you think you're going to do after the summit? And she goes, yeah, if I'm, if there is an after the summit, you know. And he asks her if she'd consider staying with him. And she tells him, I don't want to marry for love. And she's thinking of her sister. She says, and she's talking about her history. And she goes, my aunt and uncle helped start a war with their love. My parents may have won our people over in the end, but there were years when people in the council quite didn't trust them because they hid their relationship. The thing is, I never wanted to marry for love. I never wanted to be in love. I still don't want that for myself. And then he says, you love me? <laughs> and she goes, that's not what I said. And he, goes, and he says, I think it is. And she says, that would be ridiculous. We've only known each other for 10 days. And he goes, hmm, then I guess I'm ridiculous too. And she says, you don't mean that. You can't fall in love with someone in 10 days. And he goes, no, not 10 days. It only took me two. And she says, liar. And he says, no. From the moment I heard you laugh in my dungeons, I had to know what kind of person could light up such a dark place. I was completely <laughs> captivated by you. I found myself coming up with excuses to be around you. And she says, captivation isn't love. And he says, no. And and he says, and Rowan, just so you know, I think that loving someone is a terrible reason not to marry them. Of all the ridiculous things you've ever said, that might be the worst. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
So then... It's kind of funny. She's like, yeah, I love you, so I'm not going to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're... Shannon. Okay. Are you, are you ready? I'm not, but okay. <laughs> so they're at another summit. All the guys, I want to, I want to read this one. So in one of the summits, she talks back. She's so frustrated because they keep saying degrading things about her and her family. So she like talks back to them and she's really angry. And then once the summit's over, she like just storms out of there. And Theo comes up with her and he's like, you just like, you just lost us this whole thing. Like, because you reacted that way, it totally set you up for not the result that we're wanting for. Evander comes out and sees them and he mentions like, interesting you two are talking together right now in this way and he's like observing how they're standing and stuff and he's like and he just like pretty much says interesting and walks away and later theo says there is a way to prevent her from the death sentence which it seems like it's going to be that and and he says it's marriage and he says clan wives are protected that's one of the rules clan wives are protected they cannot be attacked like that's nobody breaks that rule uh-huh. and he says well if you get married you'll be a clan wife and it, it also happens to the like to him even though he's not a duke or anything it would still apl- be applicable for him okay so this is the final summit and it's like quiet and like not like it has been and it's quiet and it's like eerie and Eero stands up to speak to all of them and then evander sits up and he says i claim my family's blood debt against the pedragon family the Pedregon is her last name. That's the family. This gets interesting. So they're debating whether or not this is a blood right. And Evander is like, it is a blood right because not only of this betrayal of the the Pedregon family, it led to a war. And I have the right to claim that. And one of the other dukes is, agrees with him. And so it confirms that he, he does have a blood right that he can claim right there. A blood debt. Excuse me. I, I think I'm saying blood right. But a blood debt. And Eero cuts in. He says, regardless, before I was interrupted by a boy who shouldn't even have a voice in this council, I was preparing to announce my brother's betrothal to the princess. And then he says, remind me, are clan wives subject to blood debts? And Evander says, of course not. But a betrothal does not a wife make. Yeah. So he says, then they will wed tonight. And he goes, you cannot enforce the protection of a clan wife after I've claimed my blood debt. <laughs> and I know then, what he's doing. I know. So then someone else says, Lord Evander is correct. If we allowed a marriage to escape from a blood debt after the claim is staked, the law would be all but useless. And then she well, she also wanted to know what is a blood debt? And they clarify, it means your life belongs to my clan for the one that was stolen from us. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then she says, so you're going to kill me because my mother helped her best friend avoid a marriage to a barbarian and my father defended his kingdom from a warrior people started? And he says, no, I don't think I'll kill you yet. I think you'll make a very entertaining pet. So he's just going to like steal her and she has to live with him. Yes. Oh my gosh, So then Theo is so furious because he wants to marry her. But then Evander, of course, comes in. Course. And so he stands up and pulls his sword. And she's like, no, no, no. And Eero's like, don't do that. You know what will happen if you do that here. Yeah, and You're going to die. Yes. And so, so then she's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll go. No, don't. I'll go. So he says, come on, Lamiki. And Lamiki means pet in a different <laughs> language. So then he says, come on, Lamiki. She goes, well, you can give me one minute to say my goodbyes. And then I'll go with you. And then he says, okay, don't take long. So she goes to Theo and he says, I won't say goodbye to you. This isn't over. I will find my way to get you out of this. And when the mountain pass opens, I will send word to your father. And she says, promise me you'll take care of Davin and get him home safely. Our family can't handle losing us both because they've already lost and they're still mourning over this whole thing. Yeah. So then. I feel like this will create war regardless though. (laughs) She says, tell my, probably not in the way you think. Okay. Okay. She says, tell my family I love them and say sorry for all of this. 
and they, they're taking all of her trunks and they're piling them into the carriage. And then Mila comes over crying and she's like, no. And she says, it's okay. And she like says goodbye to Mila. And she looks at Theo one last time and then climbs into the carriage and they, they leave. Oh my gosh. That's how the book That's ends. ends. Yes. Oh my gosh. I knew it. They, it's a cliffhanger, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. And after this, really, like, this the half of the book forward, I really got into it. And then once I got to the end, of, I just went straight into the next one. Yeah. I read through book two and three so fast into book four. It's so good. Yeah. It is so good. I don't want to give any spoilers away to the rest of the book, the books in this series, but... This is strong Akatar vibes. A strong Akatar vibes, which yeah. I thought was a great. Of course, there's still some smutty stuff that's in there, but it's very abstract and it's not detailed. So I thought this was a good one to share because if you don't want to read Akatar because of all the smut that's in there, this is a really fantastic alternative. There you go. It's different. Obviously, the writing is different and the feeling's different, but it is so good. Yeah. I just like there's no boring part of this. The pacing is so good throughout every single book. Like. The whole story, the whole arc of the storyline is told between four books and it doesn't feel like any of them is like a money grab because each book is so entertaining in and of itself Mm -hmm. that each are so good for their own reasons. Mm -hmm. So I just read through all of these so quickly. I I loved the end. I loved all, I just love it so much. I love this story. So if you wanted to read this, if you wanted to, if if you didn't want to read Akatar, this is a really great alternative. I think I'll read it. This is straight up my alley. I know. (laughs) Oh, Shannon, I can't wait. I'm so glad. So did you like it? I did, yeah. Okay, so the. I feel like you're cutting out so much. There is so much that I'm cutting out, but the gist of it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to give you my rating. Obviously, you won't rate it because you haven't read it. Yeah. The plot, I gave it five, five hearts, five stars, five hearts, five out of five, because it, it, there's a lot of stuff that happened that I just didn't see coming at all. It was so good. There's so much that, that happens that's so entertaining. Even some of like the sauna scenes that I kind of cut over that aren't really necessary were entertaining. And like, I never felt bored when I was reading it. So that was really, really great. Romance. Okay. I gave this a four out of five only only because like it's so good but only because it felt a little repetitive because it's always the one room trope one room trope one room trope kissing every night like I felt like it was kind of repetitive and kissing there's nothing wrong with the kissing like I like the kissing but it felt a little bit redundant so that's only only for that minuscule little reason I gave it a four out of five Mm -hmm. but otherwise it's really good like you can see that he falls for her and it's really cute and they're sweet towards one another so yeah, I don't want to say anything else. Okay, so okay. ending, ending, I gave it a five out of five just because it it spirals out of control so quickly and I didn't see it freaking coming. And then it's like the biggest cliffhanger ever yeah, that you yeah. just don't know. Oh, Yeah, right at the last second. The last second. And she's like, oh, how is she gonna get? How is she gonna get out of this? And yeah. like, what's gonna happen between the two of them? Because he's such an evil guy, and I like, know. oh, oh, and he's a skilled fighter, and like, oh my so gosh, exciting. oh my gosh, Shannon, you will freaking love the rest of this year. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, this was a great book, but like, this is one of the uh, the rest of the books are so much better. Really? Yes. Yes. The rest of the books are so much better. I need you to read this so I can talk to you about it because I really (laughs) need to talk to you about it. Amazing. Oh, it's so good. Anyways. Very good. Did you like the mystery read? I did. I did. Good. What book are we reading after this one? Do we have one? I don't think we have one yet. 
So we'll let you know. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Worth the Read Pod on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. And a Goodreads now. Good so make sure you follow us there. You can discuss these books there if you want to be a part of the discussion. It's kind of like a book club. Yeah. And we're going to start announcing the books we're doing next. That way you can read along with us if you want. And then we'll let you know when we post the episode and stuff. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review and tell all your friends about these wonderful books that we're sharing and our podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Helps so much. (laughs) All right. Make sure you stick around for the next episode and you can decide if it's worth the read. Bye. Bye.